This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion one verse at a time. Welcome to the One Verse Podcast. I'm your teacher, Jeremy Myers. This is episode number 82, and we are launching into Jonah chapter 3 today. This podcast episode is titled, The God of Second Chances. And uh, since we're in Jonah chapter 3, that means we're halfway through the book. I started this study a little bit after Christmas this year, and I hope to be done by Christmas of this year, which is actually pretty exciting for me because... um, Well, long story short, I've been working on a commentary on Jonah for about five years now, and this podcast was sort of an encouragement for me, or maybe a push for me to get that that commentary done. And uh, so if everything keeps on schedule, I hope to be done with that commentary on Jonah by Christmas, along with this podcast. Of course, then it'll require some editing, typesetting, and so on, uh, and hopefully get that out sometime next year. I'll keep you informed about all that as the time gets closer. Uh, Hey, if you've ever wanted to publish or write your own books, I highly recommend the Read Between the Worlds podcast by Dan Mayhew. I've been listening to it recently and have really been enjoying his insights and ideas. And he recently interviewed me because I self-publish my books on Amazon. And uh, so it was a fun interview with it, a fun discussion he and I had. And you can listen to that interview by visiting his website. Go to twoworldsmedia.com, learn more. There's also a link in the show notes for this podcast episode uh, that that goes to his podcast on iTunes, if you want to subscribe that way. The show notes are found at redeeminggod.com slash Jonah31. And uh, so you can listen to the interview that way. And as long as you're visiting Dan Mayhew's uh, website, you might want to check out some of his books. He's got a couple of really good books on marriage. I've read one of them. And then another great book on God's love for prodigal children. Uh, His wife has also written a 365-day devotional. So that's a pretty big volume, uh, 365 daily readings. So if uh, if you want to looking for a good devotional, that would be a good one to check out. Anyway, learn more about Dan, his books, and this podcast interview he had with me and his podcast as well. Go to twoworldsmedia.com. Anyway, uh, let's dive into our study today as we pick up with Jonah chapter 3. So today, as we study, pick up Jonah chapter 3, we're only going to look at verse 1, sort of ease our way into this chapter, just like we did with Jonah chapter 1. And uh, the first verse of Jonah chapter 3 says... Then the word of Yahweh came to Jonah a second time. That's all we're looking at today. And if you remember way back when we started this study of Jonah, uh, the book as a whole, Jonah 1.1, begins pretty much exactly the same way as this third chapter begins. Uh, Jonah 3.1 is nearly identical to Jonah 1.1. And this indicates to me that Jonah is being given a second chance. It's a fresh start, a new beginning. And Jonah, has, as we've seen, as we studied through Jonah 1 and Jonah 2, Jonah has behaved in some pretty shameful ways. He has outright rebelled against God. 
And uh, as we studied through Jonah 1 and Jonah 2, we saw and we indicated that pretty much there is no greater sin that Jonah could have committed than the ones that he did. He basically slapped God in the face, gave God the middle finger, spit in God's face, uh, taught false theology, false ideas about God, uh, thought that he was more righteous, you know, he was judgmental, critical, uh, all sorts of things, very self-centered, egotistical, arrogant, uh, uh, just pretty much every sin you could possibly commit, for the most part, Jonah committed it in one way or another in Jonah 1 or 2, 1 and 2. All right, and so now with Jonah chapter 3, we see that despite all of Jonah's horrible behavior, outright rebellion, God has brought him back right to where he started. From God's perspective, Jonah is right back where he started. And that means that you and I, as readers of this text, we also are starting over. All right, with with verse 1. We should recognize this as, oh, this is exactly what I read back in 1-1. And so now, now remember, don't think too far ahead yet. Uh, We don't know yet what God is going to say to Jonah. All right? All we know is that Jonah 3-1 is pretty much identical to Jonah 1-1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Okay, great. What do you think God is going to say to Jonah the second time? Is he going to chastise him, chide him? You know, condemn him? Um, What's he going to say? Is he going to be angry? Is he going to be upset? Is he going to have harsh words for Jonah? If you were God, what would you say to Jonah? All right, Jonah, listen up, buddy. I gave you a chance already. You know, what is the tone of your voice going to be? What is, how is God going to speak to Jonah? What is God going to say? And more importantly, how will Jonah respond? Uh, The first time, word of the Lord came to Jonah. God tells Jonah to go to Nineveh, and Jonah went to the opposite direction. What will Jonah do? What will God say? And what will Jonah, how will Jonah respond to God this second time? All right? So uh, that's just sort of the questions you should have in your mind as you begin to read Jonah chapter 3. Now, that's all I'm going to say about the text today. Uh, really what I want to do, just sort of uh, in the in the last bit of this podcast episode, last several minutes here, really turns out to be the majority of the podcast, I suppose, is just point out that what we're seeing here from Jonah chapter 3, this first verse, is that God is a God of second chances. All right, now I think that this might be very encouraging. I hope that it's very encouraging for you. Uh, you know, I've written a book on the unpardonable sin, and because of that, I get a lot of emails from people who feel that they have done something or said something that God can never, ever forgive, that God has given up on them, that he doesn't love them, that he hates them, that he's consigned or condemned them to eternal punishment in hell because of something they said or did. And it's always, you know, my attempt, my goal to show them how much God does love them, that that. Uh, he, he has not condemned them forever, that, that they are forgiven and accepted by God. And that's the same truth we're seeing here in, in Genesis chapter 3. Jonah has done some pretty terrible things. He slapped God in the face. Uh, he's basically, uh, you know, again, as I said, gave God the middle finger. And what has God don't, doing now? He's giving Jonah a second chance. And it's not just Jonah. We see this same truth all over the place in Scripture. Adam and Eve, for example, uh, he, God gives them the task to multiply and fill the earth, and, and 
uh, be fruitful and multiply, all this sort of thing, to, to tend the garden and, and take care of the animals. Well, after they eat the forbidden tree, the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, guess what? In the immediately following verses, God shows up to walk with them in the garden. From God's perspective, nothing has changed. Go back and listen to my podcast episodes on Genesis 3, 8 through 20 to learn more about this. And then after that, God gives them tasks to perform. And guess what? God gives them the same tasks to perform after they've eaten from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that he had given to them before. All right, we see this in Genesis 4, 1 through 2. Uh, in, in Genesis 4.25, in Genesis 9.1, after, and this is the, the when, when God comes to Noah, okay, <laughs> sort of the third chance for humanity then. Um, so Adam and Eve, we see it with, with humanity there. We see it with uh, Abram, right? God calls Abram to leave his family and travel to another land. And Abram sets out to go, but he really only goes halfway. He stops off in the city of Haran. You can read about that in Acts chapter 7. So uh, eventually, God calls Abram again and says, look, get up out of Haran and finish the journey I called you on. Read about that in Genesis 12. Uh, and, and so we see those second chances. But then even with Abram and his relationships, remember there were two times where Abram lied about his wife. It's in Genesis 12 and Genesis 20. But in both cases, God protected Abram and Sarai, Abraham and Sarah, and blessed their marriage. Even within their marriage, right? God told Abram he would give him a son. What did Abram do? Tried to do it his own way and uh, get, a, get a son for himself through his wife's maidservant, Hagar. Nevertheless, you know, God continues on, keeps his plan going on through Abram, gives him uh, a son, Isaac, who, who became the father of many nations, right? And we could go on and on through Abram. Uh, Moses is another example. He was trained and raised in Pharaoh's courts, and he knew that he was going to be the one who would deliver his people Israel from bondage in Egypt. So what did Moses do? Well, he tried to do it his own way. When he was about 40 years old, he went out and killed an Egyptian. This is in Exodus 2.12. And as a result, Moses spent the next 40 years in the backside of the desert, learning humility and patience. But that doesn't mean that God was done with him, that God had set him aside, given him up, nothing. All right? God eventually called Moses again to go to Egypt and deliver the people of Israel from bondage. Uh, David is a, a, a great example. David committed murder and adultery. Uh, but he's still known as a man after God's own heart. Uh, this is because, by the way, not because David didn't sin, but because when confronted with his sin, David admitted it, confessed it, repented of it, said, yeah, God, you're right, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, To be a man or a person, a woman, after God's own heart, it's not meaning you live a sinless life. It means that when you sin and God points it out to you, you agree with him, you confess your sin to him and make the change. And then there's Peter. <laughs> uh, most people believe Peter denied Jesus three times. Uh, you know, after Peter promised he never would, uh, then he denied G Jesus three times during the night of his crucifixion. I have a study online, by the way, that, that where I look at the gospel text about this, and it seems to me that Peter actually denied Jesus six times. Three times before the, the rooster crowed once, and then another three times before the rooster crowed twice. Uh, 
Uh, if you want to read that, there's a link in the show notes, uh, or you can just search Google for Peter denies Jesus six times, something like that, and my website should should pop up for um, for that article if you want to read more on that. Uh, but whether it's three times or six times, Jesus forgave and restored Peter and made him one of the founding apostles of the church. Now, I could go on and on. There's so many examples of this all over in Scripture. And I don't think it's accidental that God inspired biblical writers to include these things in Scripture, right? Why? <laughs> because you and I mess up all the time too, don't we? we and I, you and I make, uh, we sin and we make serious mistakes. Uh, but time and time again, God welcomes us back, gives us a second chance and a third chance and a a tenth chance, and a 999th chance, right? And every single time, God's like the, the father in the story of the prodigal son, waiting and watching at the road for us to come back. Waiting and watching at the window, I should say, to come back down the road. And when he sees us coming, he welcomes us. He runs out to us, throws his arms around us, and throws a big party for us, right? This is the, the patient persistence of God. To, to work with flawed and, and rebellious human beings like you and me. So again, I don't care what you've done, what you've said, what you've thought. I don't care how many times you've done it or said it or thought it. God doesn't care either. He is patient and long-suffering, forgiving. And he will give you a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance and however many chances you need, right? to do what he wants you to do. He was going to come and call you again, speak to you again, invite you again to follow Jesus into the world. Just as he does here with Jonah in Jonah chapter 3, verse 1. Now, I should say, by the way, sort of a side note to this. Now, even though God is a God of second chances and third chances and so on, don't confuse this with the fact that there very often are consequences for our disobedience. And sometimes, sometimes these consequences are irreversible. I mean, for example, if, if a husband cheats on his wife, right? Well, one possible consequence of that might be a divorce. Uh, and, and, you know, God might give you a second chance, such a man, a second chance, but, but that doesn't necessarily mean his marriage is going to, to continue. Uh, you know, a person might, a man might uh, embezzle money from his company. Well, God can forgive that and give such a man a second chance, uh, but the the company might not, and they probably will at least fire that man, if not send him to prison, right? Um, those sorts of things. Sometimes these consequences have lifelong results. Uh, for example, a child molester. Uh, look, even though we follow and obey a God who forgives all sins no matter what, nevertheless, no church, no group of people should ever allow a former child molester to work with children. You know, no matter how much we might believe and know and be certain that God has forgiven this person, okay, accepted them, these sorts of decisions do have lifelong consequences. Moses. Yeah, God forgave him, called him, even despite his many failures, but Moses was not allowed to enter the promised land because of some of his sins. 
Uh, Peter was initially called by God, by Jesus, to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. But it's interesting, in the book of Acts, even though Jesus calls Peter to do this multiple times, (laughs) Peter never really does. And so, eventually, God raised up Paul to do this instead. Paul became the apostle to the Gentiles. God is the God of second and third chances and fourth chances. Right? But, but we also must recognize that disobedience does have consequences. And certain actions can restrict our involvement in God's plan and purposes in this world. Now, we're going to see whether or not this happens with Jonah and whether or not Jonah has learned his lesson in future podcast episodes. But look, regardless of what is in your past, or how your future has been restricted due to disobedience or some form of rebellion or something, I want, I want to encourage you. First of all, know that you've been forgiven, loved, accepted. God is not done with you. He has not set you aside. Second, know that even if your future has been somehow restricted or limited because of something in your past, look, God is loving. He's wise. He is resourceful. He will still find some way for you to fit in to what he is doing in this world, right? It it, it will be something different maybe than, than what he originally planned, but it will still be something amazing and great, some role that only you can fill, that only you can accomplish as his kingdom is expanding in this world. So regardless of though, of, of whatever's in your past, Never forget God loves you. You are accepted. And be ready for when his word comes to you a second time so that you can stand up and follow Jesus into the world. So that's all I have today as we sort of begin this second part of Jonah chapter 3. Hope you found it somewhat encouraging and helpful. And listen, uh, if you like this sort of teaching, I do invite you to consider joining my online discipleship group. You can go to redeeminggod.com join to learn more. I do some uh, teaching on biblical passages there and various theological topics. I'm going to be making an announcement soon, even, about a new course, brand new course that is available. It's on the topic of election. So if you have questions about election, then um, people who are part of the discipleship group will be able to take that course. And hey, remember, if you've ever thought about self-publishing a book, take a listen to my interview with Dan Mayhew and his Read Between the Worlds podcast. There's a link to it in the show notes, but you can also just go and visit twoworldsmedia.com. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll see you back here next time as we continue our study of Jonah chapter 3. 